Super Talk Mississippi media production. Four free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Friday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the last Eagle Hour of the week. Bob Getty from the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. The guys, Michael, Michael, Luke, and Kelly, all at Ramey Motors down in Purvis. It's official now. Kelly Sander has those corona antibodies floating around in his bloodstream, so he has been turned loose on the public again. We tried to hide the fact we were doing a remote down there today, but somehow we found out. And uh, so Kelly uh, Kelly is in the house. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of our program and, of course, the Southern Miss Athletic Department. We appreciate very much all that they do and encourage you. We've got a hankering this weekend for some delicious barbecue. Make sure that it's Dickie's. We'll be going down to Ramey Motors here momentarily. We'll be talking uh I'm sure to Dakota and some of the guys down there, and we appreciate all that Ramey Motors does for the Eagle Hour. But we want to kick off the show today with the new general manager of Southern Miss football, Reed Stringer. Reed uh, has been a coach on the staff for the past four years, offensive quality coach, tight end, special teams coordinator. Now the general manager. And, Reed, we were talking uh, yesterday, actually, to Patrick McGee at the Biloxi Sun-Herald about how unusual – it is to hear about a general manager in college football, and and Patrick Patrick determined that if uh, you guys start winning immediately, every program in the country will want a general manager. What do you think about that? Well, it could be uh, it could be a good thing uh, going forward for a lot a lot of different universities, but uh, it is, it is a unique role. It's something that uh, me and Will we've we kind of talked about for for a while now. You know, we've ever had the opportunity to be, be together again of uh, of what something that I, I thought I could. Really fit into the program and really, really help him. So I'm excited about the new role. You know, I, I, like I said, I, you know, I've been I've been coaching for 20 years, and so I got a unique perspective on that side. And, and also, you know, I've been assistant head coach for you know probably about more than a decade. So I, I see that side as well. And I think this is a, this is a really, really unique role. I'm excited about it, and I'm uh, doing everything I can to help Will this program. Well, Rick, kind of put in a nutshell, what will be your responsibilities? Well, pretty much is that you know. I think I think Coach Hall uh, felt like for for him to be success, as successful as he wants to be, he needs to be the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. And you know that that alone is a very time consuming. Uh, you know, it, it just takes a lot of what he he has to do on a day to day basis to to handle that. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be you know um, his right hand man, be be you know able to do some things while he's coordinating, coaching quarterbacks. I'll do some things maybe the head coach would normally do to oversee some things. Uh, I'm going to make sure that all the off the field, uh, the director of football operations, our director of player personnel, uh, all that stuff is working in unison, uh, that we're, we're coordinated together and, and working every day to make sure this, this, this program is pushing forward. All right, guys, uh, we've got Luke Johnson and Kelly Sander down at Ramey Motors. One of you guys got something uh, for Coach Stringer. 
Coach Stringer, thanks so much for coming on today, and uh, really appreciate anybody from football coming on. Our, our listening audience loves to hear from you guys. How important was it for this team, uh, you know, with what they've gone through, to have you uh, remain on this staff uh, simply because there's really no way to describe how you guys persevered through the uh, 2020 season? Well, you know, I think probably the, probably the biggest thing is just, you know, I, I know these guys. Um, since I've been here, I've, I mean, I've coached on both sides of the ball. I've coordinated special teams. So, really, I've had the opportunity to kind of get to know everybody on this team. And just, to, you know, going through this transition and just saying, hey, guys, here's who's coming in. I know him, just the type of person he is. Let's make sure you get a chance to talk to him. Because there's always, you know, some uncertainty with, you know, with change of coaches. Because, you know, uh, our guys last year did a phenomenal job with, the, with these kids. And we had a lot of personal relationships. So, just the fact that I could, you know, be a, be a, a common voice or, or a familiar voice, a familiar face, just to kind of help through this transition. Also to help Will and the new coaches kind of understand what the dynamic of our team is right now, maybe you know, some skill sets that our players have. I, I just think that was a very uh, useful thing for them as we made this transition. Coach, uh, also, you guys uh, worked so hard in the recruiting trail in such a short period of time. We saw some guys that had said they were going to transfer and Turner and Booth, they're coming back. But talk about, uh, you know, with the transfer portal, uh, getting some guys in. I think of the 13 we've got coming in, 12 are from Mississippi. That's absolutely huge for Southern Miss. You know, it, it is. And if we had 25 spots, we'd have about another 10 or 12 transfers. It's the phones are, uh, are blowing up right now. And, and, and the way it works is, you know, these, these are kids in Mississippi that, that I've always recruited, that, that, that Will's always recruited. Uh, you know, funny story, last year we were on the road together um, in, in May, and we both show up at Ridgeland High School at the same time, and we both have a chance to watch Richard Mays play basketball together. He's recruiting for Tulane. I'm recruiting for Southern Miss. So, you know, we, we're just very familiar with the guys here. And then what's the transfer for? You know, what we're going to do is we're going to recruit Mississippi kids very hard. And they're not all going to come to Southern Miss off the bat, but we're going to create those relationships just like we did with Jay Stanley and, and, and Lakevious Daniel and, and Mantra Evers. And, you know, we have relationships with them, their coaches, their parents. So when things don't quite work out, it's an easy phone call for them to come back home. Coach Stringer, this is Kelly Sander, and I wanted to follow up a question about the transfer portal. You said you, obviously you've been around a long time when the transfer portal wasn't a thing. How has the transfer portal now changed the way recruiting takes place in college football, and how do you how do you anticipate that that will continue to evolve going forward? You know, that's a great question because it it really has kind of changed the way you have to go about the whole recruiting cycle because there are going to be kids that, that we have put a lot of time to, have recruited, that are, are going to choose other places, but because of relationships we have with their coaches, with their parents, with them, you know, there's going to be opportunities for them to come back. Now, we're still going to recruit the high school and junior colleges as hard as we ever have, and just like you saw in that early signing class, we, we went heavy Mississippi, uh, Mississippi High School. We're going to continue to do that, but like, you know, there's always going to be some guys that we know in the back of our mind, like, and we even said it this year, there were a couple guys that didn't sign with us, but we, we, we said in the staff meeting, you know, we'll get them back in a year. And that's the way we kind of feel. And, um, you know, you just got to, you got to approach it a little, a little bit differently. And, and, you know, we're always going to keep, keep an eye on who's in the portal. And what we're trying to do is if we're going to take a guy from the portal, we want to be somebody that we know, that we have a relationship with. It's not somebody just brand new that, and that could, that, that could end up happening, but for the most part, there's going to be a lot of kids in Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana that we know we have a great relationship with. They're not always going to sign with us on the front end. 
but there's going to be many opportunities for them to come back. Hey, Coach, we just... And again, uh, talking about... Go ahead, Kelly. I was just going to f- follow up, Bob, with, with, again, as things continue to evolve, Coach Stringer, what has been the impact of social media, players' individual social media accounts, and how has that changed the way that you recruit players? Because those weren't around 10 or 15 years ago. Well, the first thing it's done is that if you, if you ever feel like you, you found a diamond in the rough player that nobody knows about, well, they're going to find out about it the first time you offer them within about 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, what, what it's done is it's really just opened up so much information on all these kids. It, it's opened up, like, you know, we, we, we will know who Tulane, South Alabama, Mississippi State, we're going to know who everybody's recruiting because of, these kids just put all that information out there. And, it, you know, it's, and it, 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 it is just a change in times. It is what it is. I, I got three three young boys that, you know, one day I'm sure they'll be putting stuff all out on Twitter and Instagram and all that type of stuff. But but uh, it, it, it has changed the dynamics because, you know, there, there there is no more secret recruiting. There's no more finding certain players. Like, it, everybody knows about everybody. So you really got to create those really strong relationships with the coaches, like we talked about, the players, the parents, because that's what's going to end up getting them because – now the information's out everywhere. All right, Coach, just about a minute, a little more than a minute left. I know last year all the programs lost spring football. You've got a complete new coaching staff here now, you being the exception of that, obviously. And while you don't know what's going to happen this spring and the corona numbers continue to be very, very bad, how important will spring football be to you, to this new staff uh, as you prepare to get ready for your first season? Well, it, it, it's critical. And... Um, you know, especially with you know new schemes offensively, new schemes defensively, new schemes special teams. It's just it's critical for our guys to get you know to get 15 practices in the in those schemes, and so we can build on that this summer going into the fall. And you know, it's just like last year. You know, you take guys like you know we miss spring practice. Guys like Jason Brownlee, Antoine Robinson, Frank Gore's here. He didn't get to go through spring. Uh, Tykeem Dolph. He had so many guys. Transfer players, new players that didn't go through spring, and what, what you end up seeing is, is really it took about half a season for those guys to really get their, you know, their, their footing in and know exactly what they're doing. And they, it, towards the end of the year, we, our guys really gelled well. So I think it's really important for this spring just to, for all our players to get, get used to the new systems, uh, to get used to the new ways of coaching, the culture change, everything that we're going to put in place here. And uh, I'm really excited about it, and hopefully we'll get, we'll get this thing rolling about a month or so. Well, Coach, let's hope life is back to normal when it comes time for spring football. I'm sure that uh, you agree with that. Uh, we appreciate very much uh, you coming on the show. Uh, you're welcome here anytime. We uh, know that our listeners love hearing from the football program. So uh, kind of a new day for us as well. And, and hopefully we can continue our access uh, to you and other members of the coaching staff uh, as we get closer to spring football. Thanks again for your time, Coach. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Anytime y'all want, want anybody on, just get a hold of us. As long as we, we don't have something else going on, we'd love to be on. All right. Uh, General Manager Reed Stringer from the Southern Miss Football Program. Very glad to uh, have him on the show. A Delta State uh, man, by the way, guys, a fighting okra here is now the general manager of Southern Miss Football. That's got to be a good thing. We're going to join the guys down at Ramey Motors in Purvis when the Eagle Hour rolls along. Happy Friday to you. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
I want to thank uh, football coach and new GM Reed Stringer for joining us in the opening segment of the Eagle Hour. So nice to have some voices from the football program uh, making themselves available to you, our listeners, and we hope that that will be a sign of things to come in the future. This segment of the show is sponsored every day by Campus Bookmart at campusbookmart.net. It is a great place to uh, buy Southern Miss apparel for everybody in your family, your home or your car. They're open six days a week on Hardy Street, or you can shop at uh, campusbookmart.net. We're at the Ramey Motors down in Purvis today, certainly some of our very best buddies. Uh, we've got Dakota Baker with us, and the Dakota's always good. Before I turn it over to you guys, I've got a question now. I, I bought one of those fine Honda generators from you back, I think, when we were threatened with like the 35th hurricane this year that never came through. Uh, and everything I read, they're the top of the line. Now, do I have to crank this generator every couple of weeks or the next half? I just let it set in the garage. Next time I need it, it's going to be there for me. Honestly, man, it's a Honda. Uh, your Honda, it, it, you can could, you could leave it sitting for three years, leave it sitting for three minutes, man. When you when you turn the fuel on, pull, you gonna, it's going to fire up for you every time, man. But it is always good to run them at least once a month, get some of that gas flowing through it, and then, you know, cut your gas off and let it kind of run itself out. Yeah. You know, you got to pay attention when you're running it because you can't really hear it, Dakota. It just kind of silently sits there and runs. Yeah, that's Honda's claim to fame, man, the reliability of all their generators, the quietness, um, and all these newer ones coming out. It's got Bluetooth capabilities. So, man, you can can just leave the key on and be inside, warm, cozy, or either cool, and just hit that button on your phone on the app, and it'll crank right up and do your thing. Well, let me just say this real quick, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. When I needed that generator, nobody else seemed to have them. Nobody else seemed to be able to help you. I made one phone call to Dakota, and an hour later, it was sitting in the back of my truck. So if you're in the market for a good Honda generator, Ramey Motors is the place. All right, Luke, you and Dakota, take it over. So, Dakota, first thing I noticed when I uh, pulled up today, we are restocked for 2021, man. There was a time in probably late November, man, the, the entire world bought everything on this lot, and we got inventory. We got some inventory now, man. We got some talons in. That's good. Um and really, uh, us picking case up a few months ago was huge, man. We have got tons and tons of case tractors, and they've been good for us, man. Those these tractors don't have def and regen on a lot of their models, like the Mahindra, which is our big claim to fame with them. Um, you know, we're, we're slowly getting foilers in. Just got some foremans and ranchers in today. Um, Honda's trying to ramp up, but really, man, as soon as they come in, they're gone. They sell. For for the person out there that's thinking about, you know, the the um, side by sides are the craze, but man, there's still a lot of people love riding four wheelers in the woods, and you know, I know the difference, you know the difference, but we always hear those two names with Honda, the Foreman and the Rancher. What's the big difference between them? That's the tried and true models. The uh, your Rancher is your basic foot shift four wheel drive that everybody goes after. Has you just a regular limited slip four wheel drive. It's it's the tried and true four wheeler. It's actually the number one selling four wheeler in America. Um, but you know when you step up to the new Foremans, they got the new and improved five twenty motor. You have a true differential lock, uh, third headlight, cigarette lighter plug to plug you know chargers in, spotlight, whatever you need in, and then you got a little bit more storage and a gear reductive transmission on those units. You talked about uh, the reliability of Honda. I was deer hunting. This was when I was a teenager. And there was three of us, which I know they don't recommend, so I didn't say that. But we were going through a flooded, iced-over swamp. And there was about two or three inches of ice, and that foreman was throwing the ice up on top of the ice, going through it. You know, and so when you're, you know, people are... 
thinking about uh, you know getting to a blind or stand or shooting house, man, you can't do much better than a Honda. No, man, slow and steady wins the race every time. You can go by these all souped-up foilers with 75, 80 horsepower. They're going to overheat. They're going to throw belts, clutches, and all that stuff. And then, you know, they all stop right there in, in that mud hole wherever you're at, and here come little old Honda just trucking along. You mentioned the uh, the storms uh, and, and what we faced in 2020. I saw a news report today. There were like $22 billion storms that rolled through last year. I didn't realize um, when we had the Easter tornadoes last year how much a front-end loader on a tractor could do. Absolutely. And man. you, I'm looking at some some Mahindras, the best in the business out there on the lot. Got a lot of them, and, and most of them have front-end loaders on them. Got all front-end loaders in, too. But, man, with them storms, Luke, the grapples come in huge, huge for those things. We've got clam bucket style. Then you got your regular two-teeth, four-teeth grapple that, man, you can grab. Whatever you can put in them, they'll grab, pick up, tow out of the way. Or if you're cleaning, like, root raking and clearing lamb and you turn it over, drag it backwards, pull all the roots out of the ground, it's just handy as a pocket on a shirt. Somebody out there that, you know, maybe they got a couple acres, What what's the implement or the, the attachment that they don't think about that would really be useful to them? Me, I'll, I always go to the tiller. Everybody's like, oh, I need a bush hog. Oh, I need a disc. Well, well man, if you get a tiller and you do it the right way, you, that's all you need. You go out there, knock it down with that tiller, and then go back in right over the top of it, come from another angle, and you're just mulching it up and pretty much kind of oxygenating the ground because you're throwing fresh dirt on top, and you've got that grass underneath that's going to die and decomp right there, and you've kind of got a seed bed there too as well. So that's that's what I try to get everybody to buy. I Man, I would rather have one tiller versus having to unhook a bush hog in a disc all the time for food plots. That's what we do, which, I mean, you know, your bush hog is real handy just keeping the fields up, but tiller all the way for me. Live here at Ramey Motors today in Purvis. Uh, of course, their website, RameyMotorPowerSports.com and Ramey Motors. Uh, lots of cars on the lot. Um, you know, we, we're talking about it. It'll be here before we know. It's not It's not a day today to cut the grass. But, man, uh, every every night I pull up in my garage and there's a, a Gravely HD 52-inch staring HD. me down. Bought it from you. Uh, it'll be time to cut grass before we know it. Won't be long, man. And you know we'll do just like we did last year. We'll run all those package deals. We, you know, tentatively run four to five um, package deals, zero percent finance available on all of those for forty-eight months with approved credit. Um, you know, we tried and true with the Gravely mowers, trying with the Kawasaki engines. It's it's just a hard combo to beat, man. Been around since nineteen fifteen, and uh, partner with the steel products. And you know, we've now this year we've we've stocked up on trailers. We've got probably two hundred and fifty trailers downhill. So you know, last year when Corona hit, we sold like eighty something packages at first. First month, and then we're like, "Oh crap!" We, I mean, we run out of trailers. And again. people need to pay attention, you know, because they can always go on your Facebook page, your website. These deals that you guys run—it's basically like a, a man card gift basket. I mean, what you'll do is you'll have a lawnmower, a trailer, uh, you know, a chainsaw, or a weed eater, or a blower, or something. And you look up, and you've got a quality trailer, a top of the line mower, and you've got you know stuff to take care of your car or your yard after you you cut. And you guys are always doing that down here. At we, we keep it just like that year round, man. I mean, they were like, "Oh man." It's wintertime. Can I still get that package deal price? Man, absolutely. Right now we're running bigger specials, just trying to move some more inventory before our new stuff gets here, which we're, we're pretty much out from last year, though, man. But, I mean, it, it was great, man. We The steel products, you know, they come out with some new stuff this year that we're going to try some new packages with, things of that nature. But uh, we're... We're looking. We're looking forward to 2021. I guess. What 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 is across everything that you guys carry? Because you guys get the heads up of what's going to come. Uh, we know you've had boats in the past. What are you most excited about in in inventory and products that you're going to be selling in 2021 here at Ramy? Honestly, man, Case is really exciting just to have a big name like Case IH in the house. But, man, we're really excited about everything. Honda's a big one. I mean, you know, we can roll Honda. I mean, it's really hard, though, man, because our boats are the same way. we got tons of boats coming. But, you know, 
I, I can, I guess, vouch for every salesman here. We're all excited about Case because, you know, hopefully we get into Case real big and we can get their ag side rolling, which we've sold 15 tractors for them in the last month and a half. And uh, then we're hopefully can roll into some bigger things with Case, you know, other implements, other, um, you know, maybe skid steers, maybe uh, mini excavators, wow. things of that nature. That's what we're trying to prove to them what we can do. And because they're like, oh man, y'all sell you know two a month, you're you're awesome. I'm like, no, we're gonna sell like twenty a month. That's when we awesome. So we're doing good right now. Case is a great company to work with, as as well as Mahindra. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Man. It's gonna be a good year. A couple minutes left. Let's talk uh, XUVs, side by sides. I'm here in the showroom. We're here as soon as you walk into the front door at Ramy Motors in Purvis. What am I looking at? Because that thing is propped up on some big wheels. So that one right there, that is our Talon X. That's more of your trail version bike, but we have uh, put the Ramy Motors touch on it. We put some 6-inch portals, uh, some 35-inch uh that's the Moto Havocs. Uh, those are 35s? 35s. So those are bigger than my F-150 yeah, tires. Yeah, bigger there. than them. Yeah, got a bigger, <laughs> deeper lug. Um, we were going to try to run some 37s on them, but, man, we couldn't get our hands on any right off, so we jacked that thing up, built it, uh, put some spring stiffeners on it, got it a little bit higher up off the ground, man, and everybody, I mean, it's a it's a monster, man. We probably sold 10 or 15 of those like that last year, and we've done some Pioneers as well, but, man, right now, as soon as this stuff comes in, the inventory just blows out, man. It is insane. People love those. They love those for their kids. Their teenagers love them, but my dad's 72 years old. If he didn't want the 35-inch like that, there were some more conventional side-by-sides that people can do stuff around the yard and, and uh, you know, right now haul a buck out of the woods with. Absolutely, man. You know, we, we always go to the Pioneer 700 to 1,000 three-seater. Your base models with power steering on them, man. Shaft-driven Honda reliability. Back up to him, throw him in the back, put it in four-wheel drive, and it'll get you from can to can. Have you man. done that this year? How many bucks have you killed by the Man, way? I don't even want to talk about it. Look, I've had a bad year, man. I got two kids this year, man, and, and just everything going on. I've killed a couple of does, filled the freezer, but I uh, actually went this morning. I had five bucks behind my house the last two, no, three mornings in a row. And I told everybody, look, I'm going to be about 30 minutes late. I'm going to go get him this morning. I'm going to go gig him. Did you get him? Man, they must have knew I was there. They stayed, they slept in this morning on me. <laughs> they were shy yesterday on me. Anyway, Bob, uh, like always, it is uh, Mancard Central Station down here. <laughs> Lots of inventory at uh, Ramy Motors uh, to kick off 2021. Dakota, thanks for spending some time with us today. Absolutely, man. man we thank you all for coming down. It's good stuff, Bob. No question. Uh, we really appreciate all that Ramy Motors does uh, with the Eagle Hour and certainly encourage all of our listeners to check out Ramy's before you buy any of the many, many uh, products. Uh, if you're in the market for any of them, be sure that you check out Ramey Motors. They've got a very accessible website. It's easy to find out about their inventory and uh, what Ramey Motors can do for you. All right, we've, we've got all the boys are back in town. Michael, Kelly, Luke, they're all together down at Ramey Motors. We're going to come back, talk uh, some Southern Miss sports. I'm sure some NFL sports as well. Quick reminder, Bud Holmes on the show Monday. One of the first real super agents in in professional sports and the agent and lifetime friend of Michael's hero, the great Walter Payton, Bud Holmes on the Eagle Hour Monday. The guys from Ramey's Next, stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back. I want to thank Dakota Baker from Ramey Motors for joining us. Also, our thanks to Reed Stringer, the new GM of Southern Miss football. Got all three of the guys down at Ramey's and Purvis this afternoon, Michael, Kelly, and Luke. This segment of the show is sponsored by our good friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. And, of course, our resident expert uh, on the Eagle Hour for food and drink is Kelly Sander. So, Kelly, why should people go to 4th Street Bar and Grill uh, to enjoy food and drink? Well, if, you, if you're if you into uh, big portions, you know, for great prices, eight ninety five is the lunch, and you get, you know, Southern fried meals, you get whatever you really want. That eight ninety five includes your soft drink. If you're a Southern Miss fan, which of course we all are, that's the place to go. That's your official pregame spot. It's right across the Fourth Street Bridge there, uh, off of Highway forty nine, real close to the campus. And there's places to play darts. But recommendation though, when people are playing darts, walk behind them. Uh, when you're going back to the bar to refresh your drink, uh, that can be pretty painful. Uh, always guys ready there to shoot pool, and uh, it's, just, it's just a really fun, laid-back, chill place to hang out. I, I enjoy 4th Street. And, and we're here at, at Ramey's today, and they are proud to report, Bob, that they are not the official car supplier to Ole Miss football recruits. Oh, well, that's, they are that's not. kind of reassuring they, to know. And there are already so many of those around the state that uh, I'm glad to see that there's not one, not one in our area. Yes. They want to uh, extend right. our best wishes to uh, ladies basketball coach Joy Lee McNeil. It's been a little under the weather this week. And, uh, Coach, if you're listening, we just hope every day is getting better for you. And that segues right into this, guys. Basketball uh, back on the plate. Uh, the Lady Eagles hosting UAB's women uh, this weekend in Hattiesburg. The men on the road. How, how big, Luke Johnson, is this series for men's basketball? Uh, for, with for the men, for with with UAB. I mean, UAB's seven and one. It's a little deceptive. Uh, they they haven't played since December nineteenth. And in some of their win, five of their seven wins, they've really blown the competition out twenty two plus points. But they lost to Chattanooga. You're talking about UAB. Yeah, UAB. Yeah. So so Southern Miss comes in winning the last four out of five, uh, and and UAB comes in their only loss of the season. The last game they played, Golden Eagles. Um, you know, Kelly, when you, when you look at this. It's going to depend whether or not the – this is, sounds like 101 basketball, but it really comes down to it. If Southern Miss can shoot really well in the first half, then they're going to win. But it seems like these Eagles have been either hot as fire or cold as ice um, shooting the basketball. But we've seen some of the chemistry come on. Yeah, but actually the reverse was true last weekend. You remember in game one on Friday night, they couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a That's base middle in the first half. because you tell was lighting them up behind the arc. Well, but no, on, on, on Friday I'm talking about, Southern did not play a good first half, came back, took them overtime, but they won on Friday. Saturday, they actually shot the ball better, yeah. but UTEP was just on, you know, on fire. So. Golden Eagles are Bob shooting the the ball better from the free throw line, and that's man. The, the first three or four games, you know, you just foul them up, foul them up, foul them up. They're rebounding better too, which is always going to keep you in the game. You're hoping that that UAB is going to be a little bit rusty and out of sync. Yeah, you know, since they were supposed to play UTSA last weekend and it got coveted out. So. But I mean, realistically, guys, and and. Bob, from from your perspective, I mean, if we split with UAB on the road, I feel like that's a win. That's, that's big, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, when UAB UAB is projected to 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 win the West, but it was something. Know? It was something, Bob, that Heath Hinton said. You know, with these back to back games, it's hard to sweep. And something that Coach Ladner said yesterday, 
he wished that if the games were spread out, we could have you know we'd have a week, two weeks to to be able to scheme up and throw them something. You don't have time in twenty four hours to change anything up. Right. There's no way you can you can implement anything. Oh, but right. the same is true of UAB. You know, so if UAB comes out and lays an egg, you know, that could be this. I look for, I, I just don't, I mean, it, it is obviously early on, but I just don't see anybody in the, the league this year, basketball wise, that's just going to kick butt and take names. I, I mean, Western Kentucky is probably the team that everybody thinks is, is, is better than everybody else. they got a lottery else. pick. Yeah, yeah. But, but not, but not head and shoulders better than everybody else. And like you said, with this new, with this new schedule format, who knows, man? This, of course, the bottom line is, is it ain't going to matter. The <laughs> Conference USA is going to get one team in the tournament, you know, in the com- and of course the the whole NCAA tournament is going to be played in Indianapolis this year. In case nobody heard that, the NCAA announced all tournament games will be played in Indy this year because of COVID. So that's already been uh, been determined. So there won't be any such thing as home court advantage unless you're, you know, Indiana, I guess. Hey, before so, I before um, I continue, yeah. guys, I have Michael check the audio. I think we're having some problems. I, I thought I heard Kelly say the basketball team couldn't hit a bull in the butt with a base fiddle. That that must have been a mistake. Is that uh, <laughs> did I did I, no, I that's, did that's, I actually hear that? You heard that. You heard that. <laughs> well, I'm down I'm I'm down here in Purvis, Bob, and they've got a little bit different vernacular in Purvis than they do. You know, I live else. two miles from here, Kelly. Come on. You've never, never heard that in his life. Yeah, I've never heard that. Well, no, I guarantee no. you. Down, no, no one's heard that until just now. Well, maybe Rocky Branch. Well, yeah. Maybe Rocky right. Branch. And that was shortly that. after he uh, slashed the uh, program that we carry on this uh, on this network, too, Michael. Did, did I hear that correctly as well? I, it's just a lot of interference here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm breaking up, am anyway. I, Bob? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't, isn't it great? Isn't it great to have Kelly back on the job? Whoa. Okay. It is. Yeah. yeah. You, you never know what's going to happen. But uh, Lady Eagles uh, taking on UAB. That is the two home games today at 6 p.m. and uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. against UAB. Again, Conference USA. Whoever the men are playing, the women are playing the same team, but opposite venues. Uh, today at 6, tomorrow at 4. Both of the ladies' games will be on ESPN+. Plus. So uh, that's good. On the men's side, uh, men – take on UAB over in uh, Birmingham, and the game tonight uh, will be at 6.30 p.m. tomorrow at 4 p.m. Today, it's on CUSA.TV tomorrow at ESPN+. Plus. Well, this yeah, new so, format's and, and, great and, and, for fans, guys. It may not be great for the players, but if you're a basketball fan, what would be better than, you know, almost like having double headers, Kelly? And it's like football in the sense that you know Friday and Saturday. Right. All right, you know there's going to be college football on Saturday, you know, usually a game on Saturday. Well, now you know that with this COVID format, it's going to be Friday and Saturday. So you don't have to worry about the is the game in the middle of the week on Monday, is it on Wednesday? I mean, you just know that Friday and Saturday, you know, you got basketball. And then after UAB this week, then the Eagles will start uh, looking for the Blue Raiders of uh, Middle Tennessee, I think, is their opponent next week. Bob, um... Back back to to Coach Stringer and and I loved when he was going off the air because he's the general manager. He will, he said, anytime you want us to uh, you know come on if we can, we'd love to do it. And I really appreciate him doing that. It's the same thing that, that Jay Ladner said, and and same thing seems like uh, a lot of people appreciate the coverage and our, our listeners love it. Back back to something real important about him, and I think it tells you not only to players uh, that are coming in, but the players that were thinking about going out. Will Hall comes in, Jacquez Turner and Rakeem Booth are coming back. 
and and so, some Southern Miss fans kind of concerned, well, we're not signing that many guys. Well, that's because everybody's coming back. Jack right. Abraham and Jalen Adams are probably the only two that, you know, won't return. Now, who was the first guy you mentioned? Uh, anyway, <laughs> long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Anyway, right. um, so when you when you look at the guys, that they got five guys coming in from, from the portal. Um, one from Missouri, one from Memphis, two from Ole Miss, and then the, the Louisville quarterback. And then you sign eight guys, and all of them are from Mississippi. Right. I mean, again, I, I just – there is I, – I was eating at Fuzzy's Tacos today. There was a buzz. You come down here, there's a buzz. People – we still got baseball season to go, and they're going to make a run. But it's just so you like had, people – you had are, one of those Fuzzy Ritas? Yeah. Because no, I, I, I have plenty of buzz. When I have buzz. At, oh, okay. At okay. Dr. Pepper. Okay. But, gotcha. Bob, it just seems like, man – there's just such a buzz now because of this new, you know, the new excitement behind Coach Hall. But the fact that there's Mississippi kids, and as you heard Coach Stringer say, they're going to recruit the fire out of Mississippi. Well, that's what you want to see. You know, I first saw that a few years ago in, in baseball when when they had signed a number of kids from uh, from Summerall and from Oak Grove, and and you go to games and you'd see. You know, you just see lots of people, uh, you know, in the stands with with hats on from their respective high schools. I just think that it increases enthusiasm, and I think it increases attendance. And I just, I don't know, Kelly Sander, there's just something good about watching local kids play sports. And uh, if you're a Mississippi University, it's just refreshing to see Mississippi kids want to play here. And I know, I know that it all comes down to the win-loss record, but I'm on board with you guys. I don't know why necessarily coaches have to go to, to North Dakota or Minnesota. Now, look, Matt Walner obviously is a freak, right? We know how good Matt Walner was, but he was from Minnesota. I mean, can we not get some guys? You know, nobody from Minnesota is coming down here to watch Matt Walner play. Um, an exception to the rule, but generally speaking, yes. I, if all things being equal, I would rather put my money – you know, behind a Mississippi kid to see a Mississippi kid have the opportunity. You know, it might not work out, but at least to have the opportunity. And I think most people are, are you know, in that boat. Mississippi's not such a big state that you can't make the trip, you know, for a weekend football game in this case. And, and now baseball, you're going to get a four-day four, four day trip, you know, four-game series. Right. So, yeah, all things being equal, give it to the Mississippi guy. All right, when we come back, uh, we've got six NFL playoff games looking us straight in the face. Uh, Michael's Bears are taking on Luke's uh, New Orleans Saints. Will be interesting to see what uh, what they have to say and about that. And my wife's Saints. What, what do we yeah. say? Do we say Bob's Washington football team? Well, Is that yeah, what we I say? was going to get to that. You know, and, and the football team will be taking the goat down tomorrow night, and that'll be the end of his uh, his legacy. So uh, there's yeah, but we have a. We have a split in the Mergen's household between. Oh, there's always oh. a split. Oh, yeah. Michael, Michael's a Bears fan, and his wife is a Saints fan. That's controversy correct. runs amok. That's you know? A house divided, right there in Purvis. All right, our NFL forecast, which means you know close to zero, only important to us. <laughs> That's coming next. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Happy Friday to you. Glad you're with us on the Eagle Hour. Breathing a little sigh of relief now that Kelly has left the building. Uh, my nerves have calmed down just a tad. He's kind of on a roll today, Michael. Uh, did he get kind of juiced up or something before he came down there? He was out in public. 
<laughs> for, that was for, when he was out of for the first time and in like a fresh year, air yeah. and yep. Yeah. He's driving off right now. He's got a disco ball inside the cab. It's, uh, <laughs> that's him in that little car. He's in that little bitty car. No, we don't. Yeah. We don't say that on air. Yeah. That's Kelly in that little bitty car. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of sitting to the side. Did you notice? It's sort of tilted to the left a little bit as, as he was leaving to the, the parking lot. <laughs> All right, it is. Uh, it is Man Week in Heaven. There are six NFL playoff games. Count them, guys. Six NFL playoff games in one weekend. First time in history. So we're going to take the next uh, four minutes and 50 seconds to talk about them and uh, and kind of give our forecast of what's going to happen. All right, Luke, so let's get it going. It starts off uh, tomorrow afternoon, and, man, it's going to be some kind of day. It's going to be great uh, starting at 12.05 tomorrow, first game, and Kelly actually left me his pick, so uh, we'll have his also. 12.05, Colts at the Bills on CBS Buffalo, uh, a six and a half point favorite. Kelly has taken the Bills. Dakota, who do you got? Going to Bills. Bills. Michael. Yeah, the Bills are so fun to watch. They're so young. Josh Allen's a great, great quarterback. I, I, I feel like this could be the team that could break the the Super Bowl curse uh, for for the Bills. Bob, who you got? Colts are a good team. Philip Rivers is a great quarterback. Could be Philip Rivers' last game. We haven't really talked about that this week, but could very well be the last game for a future Hall of Famer. But I don't know. The Bills may be the hottest team in the NFL right now. I think Buffalo wins. What's amazing about these wild card games, too, the Colts are 11 and 5. The Bills are 13 and 3. Nine of the 12 teams in the playoffs this weekend have 11 or more wins. So you're really getting like AFC, NFC championship stuff. Second game uh, tomorrow at 340 on Fox uh, from Seattle, Washington, the 10 and 6 Rams at the 12 and 4 Seahawks. Kelly has taken the Rams. Dakota? Seahawks. Seahawks. Is there a reason why you're taking the Seahawks? They're dangerous. They have they have been a thorn in the Saints side in, a, in past years, and they I think they're going to continue to be a thorn in the Rams side. This Michael, yes, Seahawks. Bob, yeah, the Rams are up and down, and I agree with Dakota. I think uh, Seattle is always a dangerous team. They've got a great quarterback, and I think they win. Actually, I think they win pretty easily. I think Seahawks will win though, but we'll see what Aaron Donald does on the inside. He is one guy that could could change a game, but I will take the Seahawks. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, the pride of Bob Getty's heart, the Washington football team hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's on NBC at 7.15. So it's three games, three networks tomorrow. Tampa Bay, an eight-point favorite. Kelly Bob has taken the Washington football team. Dakota, who you got? Tom Brady fixing to shine his honey. He had Buccaneers all day. <laughs> Michael? Can you come back around to me? Yeah, we've had we've had a bull in the butt with a whatever fiddle, and now yeah, Tom, right, right, Tom Brady is going to shine. Well, his it, it's going to be it, it's going to be sad to see the end of the goat era tomorrow night. And I wish that I thought it were going to be wow. true, but but I'm just going to say this: I think the Bucks are going to win, but the Redskins beat the Eagles twice, the Cowboys twice, and put the Giants out of the playoffs. We've already won the Super Bowl. And all of those had losing records. Yeah, I, I, I do think though that Washington has a chance. I think that if Washington, if Chase Young and Montez Sweat can get after Brady, like the Saints have and other teams have, I think they could force him into some bad decisions. I, I Buccaneers are going to win. I'm not sure they they cover in this one. All right, Michael. Buccaneers. You? Look, there he goes. Oh, so all dis- right, so, so disappointing. Uh, on Michael. Sunday, three games on Sunday. Ravens at the Titans. 
It's on ABC at 12.05. Baltimore is a three-point favorite. Kelly has taken the Ravens. Who you got, Dakota? Derrick Henry is going to hit them with that flex. Derrick Henry and the Titans. I'm going Ravens. Bob? I I think it's probably the toughest matchup of the opening weekend. Two very good teams, but I'm with Dakota. Man, I love Derrick Henry, and uh, I, I think Tennessee wins. Yeah, I think this is probably the most – if I could watch one game other than the Saints, it would be this game. And I, I think the Titans may win on a late field goal. 340, Bears at the Saints from the Superdomes mm. on CBS New Orleans, a 10-point favorite. Kelly went who that? Dakota, who you got? Stand up and get crunk, baby. Saints. Michael? The Bears. Why? Uh, I wonder. Just <laughs> You got to do it. You got to do it. I will never, unlike some people, I well. – really believe in my team until the end. There you I go. like that. That's that's off the field. Field. I was, well, well I Michael, was, it, it will be the end for your team, but go ahead, Bob. Uh, I was going to be sympathetic until he picked the Bucks. I think the Saints win. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Saints win, but I, I think that uh, the Bears will make a game of it early. All right, last game, seven fifteen on NBC. Browns at Steelers, a rematch from last week. It's at Heinz Field. Pittsburgh, a six-point favorite. Kelly, again, uh, not using common sense, and he picked the Browns. Dakota? I'm going to go with the Steelers. They're dangerous. Steelers. Bob? Worst draw of the bracket uh, went to uh, Cleveland. Have to play Pittsburgh two weeks in a row. The Steelers win. Browns without Stefanski, without their play caller. So, yeah, I think the Steelers will win. Dakota, I'm looking at some really, really good trucks out here. Man, they got a bunch of them, guys. I think we've got 93 vehicles in stock, a lot of half tons, a lot of very, very nice uh, Duramax, Power Truck, and Cummins diesels. Y'all come see us down here at Raymond Motors. Easy finance and available on all those units. All right. And as always, our sincere thanks to uh, Dakota and all the guys down at Raymond Motors for having us down. Be back Monday with Bud Holmes on the Eagle Hour. Until then, everyone, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.